from their bunker deep within the queen city of Cincinnati, a peek beneath the surface, and some guy in Ohio are taking it back. Hey everybody, welcome to Taking It Back, the podcast. I'm some guy in Ohio. And I'm a peek beneath the surface. Uh-huh. What does that mean? A peek beneath I've the already Oh, did we do it. this already? Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, we've added another country to our uh, listener base, and uh, we we welcome everybody anywhere. And uh, we hope you share it with your friends. Uh, obviously, they don't have to speak English because neither one of us can speak hardly speak English. Right. <laughs> So we can't help you out with the uh, Latvian or or Russian or whatever. Yeah, but, but we appreciate your support listening around the globe. Wow. What? But what if the Earth is actually flat? Around the flat Earth, then <laughs> <laughs> wherever the countries may be. Well, that's a good answer. To be honest, I mean, huh? if it's flat, well, then it's. Wherever you are on the flat disc. Right. All right. So uh, if you need to get in contact with the show, you can do that on the uh, at podcast.takingitback.us. And in the top bar, uh, it says contact. Top right corner of the website. Just click on that and uh, that'll get us an email. Uh, we encourage you to, we've got a new uh, commenting system on the website, and we encourage you to take advantage of that and, and give us feedback. Let us know what you think about the, what we're talking about. If you have an opinion or maybe you know something, then uh, you can share it in the comments section down there. So we're excited about the new commenting thing. Yeah. It's awesome. And nice. also, on the, on the, uh, in the sidebar... You can actually leave a voice message. So uh, I think it says talk with us or to us. And uh, it's in the right sidebar. And you can click on that and it'll open up your, uh, it'll open up the website. And you can just click record and record your message to us. And we'll play it on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome if somebody yeah. would take it. So how do they get that. a hold of you? So um, you can get a hold of me at a peekbeneaththesurface.com and my profile there is a peek beneath the surface and just send me a private message yeah and uh you can email me at uh taking it back podcast at protonmail.com you can contact me directly there and uh we're everywhere you want to be we're at uh, telegram and gab and getter and where we got a facebook page even though we don't know how long that'll last and um Twitter. We're on Twitter too. I don't think I've posted anything so, to Twitter. I don't I've, I've posted a few that. things. Okay. So I just know eventually Twitter and Facebook are going to disappear. So I right. don't really spend yeah. a whole lot of time there. But I still do get notifications. So if you hit us up on Facebook, uh, I'll still get it and uh, I'll be there to respond. But uh, so, and I do up, uh, oh, also on Rumble. So uh, you can follow us on Rumble. And uh, I think it's Taking It Back Podcast, and it might be Taking It Back The Podcast. So, you know, hyphen, it's like five words, Taking It Back hyphen The Podcast. Yeah. 
So uh, you can find us there. We've got, I think, our last two. Uh, our last two podcasts are two on podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So we just created it. So uh, so we a and we definitely want to thank the Rumble listeners because we're racking up the views on on Rumble, which is, I mean, you know, is awesome for just a, a podcast. I mean, it's not even a video necessarily. Podcast, right. We'll so. get there eventually. Right. So, uh, yeah, we're actually looking into doing some live stuff and, uh, you know, maybe going live on Facebook and... Uh, live on Facebook? That'll yeah. get shut down in a second. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think we have enough followers to be that big of a problem. For we're not that, a but, threat yet. Right. So we may actually do, like, live Facebook and at, at some point, and uh, that, that'll be fun. So, right, and then you're going to learn how to do all the video stuff, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can do some. Well, it's not difficult to... Uh, but that probably won't be till after the first of the year. <laughs> it's not difficult to do video when you're just... It's just a picture of us talking in the microphone. I mean, literally, we're just I'm sitting... I have a picture of us. <laughs> we're sitting here with our little boom microphones in our face, and that's it. I mean... Yeah. The so, backs of our heads. Maybe. Yeah, we can wave. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, <laughs> right? Because you can't show your face because that's right. yeah, because you're you know, facial incognito. recognition software. You're incognito. That's right. The funny thing, I don't is want is anybody to know who right, I am. <laughs> your face is all over our logo, and it's all over the website. Well, I mean, there is a big, huge fault. face. Right, there's a big, huge face of you on the website, right in the middle of the website. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. How's that for facial recognition right there? Yeah, thanks for that. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> CIA. You're welcome. You're welcome, NSA. Uh, so, uh, today, uh, actually, before we get to our topic today, we are going to be covering uh, another update on, on Italy Gate. It seems like... Uh, four of our podcasts have included at least a little bit about Italy Gate, but we we did our podcast, our last podcast was, you know, whatever happened to uh, Italy Gate, and we talked Maria Zach right up, so all of a sudden she's And now on in the past two weeks she's everywhere, right. so we've found more information. Right. Eh, you know, debatable about how much additional information it is, but some... Well, yeah, actually, she's resurfaced. It's a lot, yeah. Actually, it's a lot of information, to be honest. So, but there's, you know, a plot twist to everything. So, we'll cover that. But uh, first, I want to touch just a little bit on, um, excuse me, on uh, ivermectin, the, the the coronavirus. In the show notes, I've put a bunch of the latest articles on COVID that uh, that are there. By the way, if you can hear that noise, that the is wind. a 25 mile an hour cold wind <laughs> that is blowing through our studio uh, here in the uh, woods of Winton. And those are leaves actually blowing across the uh, the studio. So the studio is what? Uh, what do they call these? It's a shelter. Yeah, a shelter. <laughs> a park shelter. Yeah, in, in the park. So... Uh, uh, obviously, the winter is coming, and these these shows will definitely find a new uh, <laughs> a new studio. But um, but anyway, those COVID articles I've added on there are the latest that 
we we found on the internet and it was a it was important enough that we felt that the reader should and and we've been posting them over the period of months so um so the website is littered with you know blog posts about covid that we've put up there the information we found and the one in particular that i have you know first and it's the largest is that the nih actually has ivermectin as an approved treatment for covid treatment for covid now and the document is out there too so you can actually pull up the document and print that out so if you needed treatment and then just you know remdesivir they're getting kickbacks for treating with remdesivir versus ivermectin right there's a link to that also and so so you've got the mainstream media out there you know uh making fun of ivermectin and how it's just a horse dewormer and saying that it's not approved and yet it is approved that's a big story right now between cnn and joe rogan um where cnn keeps making fun of the fact that he took a horse dewormer and you i'm sure everyone's heard about heard about that where uh uh, sanjay uh, gupta was on uh the joe rogan show and he cornered him about cnn lying on him and i i'm kind of shocked that sanjay wouldn't have known that he was going to do that since since they cnn even doubled down uh, uh lemon don lemon actually doubled down that night on his show uh about how he took a horse dewormer i mean that's how dumb don lemon is yeah yeah remdesivir will kill you between kidney failure and liver failure and it's all right there on the site absolutely And, and the links are in that article to the nih website where it lists remdesivir ivermectin and another drug uh, I hadn't even heard of the other drug. Yeah, I hadn't either. But when you look at the side effects, the side effects of ivermectin are like headache. Nausea. Nausea. Diarrhea. diarrhea dizziness. But then when you look at the side effects of remdesivir, it's renal failure. It's <laughs> liver failure. Liver, t- it's... Uh, kidneys. I mean, it's just on and on. Yep. And, uh, but... If that wasn't bad enough, that the NIH has approved it, well, they list it as an approved or uh, under evaluation. But so is, look, for people who say, well, it may not be approved, it, it, may, it may just be uh, under evaluation. Fantastic. Remdesivir is an EUA, an E. Emergency use authorization. Yeah, an EUA. So, uh, hello, rem, rem, uh, ivermectin is a Nobel Prize winning drug. Right. Safe and effective. Been used for many decades. So, here's my point. Spare me your drama with whether... The NIH, the NIH specifically added ivermectin to cover their to cover Fauci's butt because 
when everybody finds out, and they already have, really, if you if you listen to other doctors that aren't connected to a government, you already know that ivermectin is a cure. Not, I mean, it is literally a cure for uh, many things, actually, right, including yeah. flus, and I mean, there's even talk about cancers or right. whatever. Yep. So. Uh, what else are they keeping from us? Because if, it'll hurt big pharma, right? If it gets out. Well, and here's how you know that ivermectin works. It's because Moderna and Pfizer are both working on an ivermectin type medication because it can't be the same thing, obviously, because there are patents. But it, they can create something that's similar, and it. I, I've heard that the pills are hundreds of times more expensive. Oh, I'm sure. So imagine that. Yeah, surprise. Right. So uh, th- th- that link to the NIH is there. You can, I, I mean, share that around. But I actually got the information from an interview that um, Dr. Artis did, um, and I cannot remember that young woman's name to save right. my life, but she has lupus. I'm sure people who had listened to her know who who I'm talking about, but I cannot remember her name to save my life. But uh, I've also added that to the to the article, so you you know you'll be able to go there and you'll be able to actually see where this information comes from. And he, I mean, he spells it out literally spells it out letter by letter on how you can search these things yourself. Don't believe us or him just go to the websites where the people who are who are holding up the open use of ivermectin just go to the website where they say it's approved right i really like him because of that because he actually you know when she was interviewing him she's he tells her he's like okay type in this this and this and it's going to lead you here and now look at this and now click on this all i gotta say is fauci shouldn't have killed his father-in-law yeah Yep, absolutely. Because when Fauci killed his father-in-law, he, he, there's a vendetta out there now. Yeah. So he, he's going to go hard. And uh, and and he's a, a friend of uh, the attorney Renz here in Ohio. And, uh, he, I mean, Renz is suing everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> when, they, when they say that the, uh, the poo, poo-poo hits the fan... Renz is going to throw some poo-poo. I mean... Yeah, for sure. Well, the other thing in that video, too, is where he points out and gives the link to the centers. I think it's the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and how that they are giving bonuses to the hospitals for treating with remdesivir. Right. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. That is actually on the CMS website, which is uh, cms.gov. It's, a, it's the... Um, Medicare website. So Medicare is kicking back 20% of the cost of remdesivir over other drugs. They only get the 20% bonus if they use remdesivir over ivermectin. So you can see why hospitals have have, have taken on the policy of oh, we're only using remdesivir, even though it's killing people 
and they know that it's killing people. Doctors, nurses, you, I mean, if you watch Stu Peters, he has a nurse on every week who breaks down crying, knowing that what they're doing is killing people. So, and, and Dr. Artis, I mean, he flat out will tell you exactly what's happening to people that are, and, and he does in that video that, that we have added to that article. Um, but he, he breaks it down exactly what they're giving and what, and what amounts and what they're not doing in order to kill people. And they know that it's happening. I mean, they, they pretend like they don't know, but they're doctors. Right. But it's, <laughs> but it's hospital protocol. And, uh, Following hospital protocol, I whether it works or not. Did you see that video of the guy that worked at, uh, I think it was John Hopkins, who they escorted out the, do- the um, he's not a, well, he may be a doctor, but I mean, I think he's a, um, uh, a an, an anesthesiologist or something. I can't remember exactly what his I don't think was. I saw that. But they escorted him out because he won't get vaccinated. And uh, he, he came out after he after he had been fired uh, because they escorted him out they didn't actually fire him I think at the time um, but now they've they fired him so he was on it, it might have been Stu Peters but he was on the program and he explained that they know he he, he brought up brought alarm to it he he keeps telling the doctors what's wrong what, i mean you know the people in john hopkins or i think it was john hopkins and he said or it might have been mayo i don't remember but if you've seen the the uh the because that video went uh when he came out and he was on his phone he did a you know a little like a instagram type video he might have put it on facebook but he was talking about how you know, this is what happens when you when you start telling people what they're doing. They just they escort you out the building. Well, he he explains that he's had conversations with doctors about. I mean, why are why are you doing that? And you know, and and he believes that's why they just use the 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 jab as an excuse or his uh, unwillingness to get the jab. They use that as an excuse to, excuse to ex- escort him out, but he's—I re- mean—he's renowned in his field. Again, I don't remember what field that is, but but uh, he's yeah. We're not allowed to ask questions. He's credentialed. I mean, he's very—you uh, don't work at John Hopkins or right. Mayo, right? If whichever one it is, unless you're, you know, unless you're in the you top deserve to field, be there, right? right? Yeah, so absolutely. anyway, that that uh, article is there, and uh, I hope people share that because it is. Um, I mean, if you didn't think that things were a hoax, and listen, that um, that article from the NIH that lists ivermectin as either being uh, what is it called again? Um, uh, they call it uh, uh, under evaluation. Um, either under evaluation or approved the sad part is is they don't tell which they don't ones specify, are approved. right they don't specify which is which it's just got three drugs listed well here's the thing we know that remdesivir is not approved because it's still under the eua as a matter of fact it had been dropped 
already remdesivir because of the amount of deaths that it caused, and it's back again here. Right, and we did another a previous podcast yeah. about that. It was something like fifty three percent or something. Right. That yeah, it was and that, killing. right, and they dropped it completely out right. of the test. But um, uh, the other, the third drug I had never heard of. So you have to wonder if there, if right. if any of them are approved, which one do you think it is? <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> we know it's not remdesivir. Right. We know that's under evaluation. The other one we've never heard of. Right. And ivermectin's all over the place being bashed by the Because by the we've never heard media. of it doesn't necessarily right, mean right. anything. It's, but it's it could be another drug like zoxanide or something like that. Yeah, it could be another drug like ivermectin. We don't right. know. Generally well tolerated. These are the side effects. Right. Abdominal pain, diarrhea, headache, nausea, vomiting, discoloration of urine. Hmm. Seems pretty, pretty much, mild to kidney yeah, and liver pre- failure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same exact thing as ivermectin, right. to be honest. Yep. So, anyhow, uh, that article is uh, in the show notes, and uh, along with um, a, a lot of other articles that we're not really going to cover, but um, they're almost equally as important. But uh, that that article right there, I mean, the information that Dr. Artis put out uh, in that podcast, I mean, it. if it doesn't wake you up, you know, I, I am an act, uh, anti-vaxxer, so, I mean, I'll openly admit it. I, I don't take vaccines, but uh, not at least not since I was five or whatever, when I was a, you know, a young kid. Getting through school? I, I guess. When it wasn't your choice? Right probably why i'm bald and dumb today because of the vaccine of course uh back then we didn't have uh cocktails of 14 different uh, drugs going into our bodies back then we yeah. had you know a couple of jobs right yep just a handful when we were i kids. mean I, how old are we i mean too old i'm 58 today Oh yeah, it's your birthday Do- podcast. And doing a and doing a podcast <laughs> with this wind, cold wind. Yeah, can you hear that? <laughs> Man, that is uh, that is chilly and noisy actually. And we have wind socks. Well, I mean, we have socks on our microphone <laughs> called wind socks. Yeah. Whatever. So uh, uh so anyway, yeah, p- Definitely check out those articles when you're there looking at the show notes for uh, our next topic, which is, uh, like we said in the beginning, we we talked up uh, Maria Zach, and uh, we were curious what had happened with uh, Italy Gate. Well, it seems like uh, just a couple of days after that, bam, here she is everywhere. Right, yeah. Doing everybody who's anybody's podcast. So, uh, we have uh, some audio uh, that we're going to play, but before that, I, I want to get, I want to, I just want people to understand, you know, what, a okay. little bit about what Italy Gate is. Um, you know, maybe that you didn't listen to the other podcast. If you hadn't, I encourage you to do that. But uh, if you don't want to take the time, then we'll get, uh, we'll have a peek, go ahead and and give you like a little overview of it then we'll you'll be kind of caught up of where we were until 
you know, Maria came out within the last couple of weeks and uh, started doing these podcasts. Okay, yeah, so to backtrack a little bit, back in January of 2021, so what, what would that be, 10 months ago now, um, some news was breaking and was out very briefly. Was it out? What was that? <laughs> I think Big it foot. was. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. No. <laughs> Just other people in the park. <laughs> I don't Somebody know, man. Somewhere. Like a, like a damn Sasquatch to me. <laughs> They're coming after us. <laughs> okay. So anyway, some news was breaking back in January, but it was only out there briefly before it all got buried. Um, regarding some, a couple people in Italy that had been arrested that had worked for a company named Leonardo, which is a defense contractor. And um, they're one of the guys, Arturo Delia. That's it. Who gave a deposition and his lawyer came out uh, publicly and read that deposition. And there had been some videos that were out um, on that, but they tend, they seem to get disappeared how conveniently from the internet and we were wondering like whatever happened to that and um turns out stuff was going on behind the scenes it just wasn't out there then we find out um we ran across the an interview with maria zach with um zach Payne, um who's red pill 78 that he ran into at a conference and we talked about that on our first podcast um in regards to um some new information that had surfaced on that that they had actually been looking into it and her organization nations in action had been continuing to um dig a little bit further um in regards to all that yeah exactly yeah so uh so what then so then um here we are yeah, and we she's been out the past two weeks talking to as you said pretty much seems like you know everybody under the sun who has a following anybody who has a following i, I don't blame her for that i mean but. because we went looking you know, we went looking for information and it was hard to find until we ran across the red pill 78 interview and now if you go to nations in action she actually there's a bunch of videos there on her website and if you go to any of your video streaming sites and enter in her name and do a search, you can find more. Right. So, uh, so the new information, though, is it invo- actually involves a uh, billionaire, I think, in, in France, which is an interesting twist. But there's not a whole lot in the new information. There's not a whole lot pertaining to... The Italy Gate thing. It, right. It's almost as if they've moved on to bigger fish, which I thought was kind of odd. I mean, you, you invest a, almost a year of your life, because she's been on this since uh, January, uh, and here we are in October, so she's 10 months into Italy Gate, and, uh, and, so all the talk now is of bigger fish. Now that could just be because she gave all the information she had to Trump. She says uh, on Christmas, right? 
Uh, well, and that Christmas you know, Eve. I should I should backtrack a little bit. Yeah, she she was actually on this starting in November. I think after the election, everything does is does revolve well, around she says January. the theft of the election. Well, then she gave information to Trump on Christmas Eve, is what she says, is that she ended up at Mar-a-Lago um, well, to give Trump information on regarding the theft of the election on um, Christmas Eve. And well, I don't understand then. Why did she say? I could have swore she said January. Well, I, I want to think that it was early January when... Now, maybe she was referring to something else at the time. Right. It just led me to believe she was on it. But, right. So, I know she was on it pretty early. So, and if she talked to Trump and uh, on Christmas 2020, maybe then... I think it was January when maybe some of the some of the information went public in regards to Leonardo and the confession. Oh, that could have been... That she could have been referring to her time in where Italy. where he actually admitted to Leonardo stealing the election the, through their satellites that they were actually you know had to shut down between the third and fourth to uh, pad the votes basically pad the pad the numbers yeah to his uh, Italian uh, his, uncle his, Italian uncle his wife's uncle yeah, yeah. His Italian <laughs> uncle <in-law. laughs> He had to come clean to right. So, any of the little Italy listeners that knows any more information on any of this, we'd love to hear it. We wouldn't understand it if they shared it. A lot of people in Italy speak English. I hope so because we would never know what the hell they were saying. You're right. They could have been talking I would a about a little bit. I got a little bit of Italian blood in me somewhere. <laughs> it's in your toes or something, isn't it? Yes. Well, wow. <laughs> 25% Italian, and it's your toes, you said, last yeah, week. Yeah, whatever. Or last program. <laughs> I think you cut it out. Yeah, I don't I think it ever it made it. <laughs> I cut it out just like I'm going to cut this out. Right, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, we're about to hear the new information. And for those of you who expect to hear a lot about Italy Gate, it's, it sounds like... Uh, Maria has she I I think she may believe that she has everything she needs on that and that she's kind of moving on that's kind of what I got out of it what what did you get out of the the conversations I mean the well it it seems to be expanding I think so that her team's investigation has expanded you know far beyond just Italy right we know there were other countries involved right Right, yeah, but I mean the Italy Gate topic. I mean it. When she's asked about it, she she gives the same information that she gave six months ago. Right. But there, it's like there's nothing really new about about it. So it, it's like she's comfortable where she's at on Italy Gate that they've moved on to this new thing. Right. Which you're gonna hear uh, uh, in these audios. So, so are we going to play her audios first and then yeah. come back and talk yeah, about we, the other aspect of right. it? Right. So uh, uh, she's hooked up with this billionaire from France, Philippe Argelier. Argelier. So, uh, but we're going to hear from him and uh, that, that'll be after Maria. But we're going to come back in between and kind of set up the interview that... Uh, uh, Mr. Argillier gives to Stu Peters. Uh, so go ahead, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll get on these videos right now. 
and what this means and what the significance of this magical September 1st, because I think everybody needs some good news. Uh, I know that I've had it. I, I can't just I can't listen to one more bad thing coming from the Biden Nazi regime. So, Maria, kind of take it from there. Quick recap and then lay on us. Well, you don't say who he is, but talk about the source and, and these data, these databases. What is what is all this? So I think it's important for everyone to understand what data banks are and certainly understand the intercepts that we received. Nations in Action receives information from people around the world. We have sources in, in multiple countries, and it's because their governments already fell. So the intel guys go, who can we go to? We can't go to the CIA in America. We can't go to their embassy. That's corrupt. That's where they actually orchestrated the, the Russia collusion. That's where they orchestrated the theft of the election with Leonardo. It was actually a person named Stefano Serafini on the second floor of the U.S. Embassy at the Rome Via Veneta location. So when you understand who these people are and how they weaponized government, that's important. How did they get away with it? Well, certainly a lot of people were asleep at the wheel, but also a lot of people were culpable and a lot of government officials have, have been derelict in their duty. They've been very busy making money way more than actually paying attention to the bills and the government infrastructure and letting government be too large that it's not even manageable. So what we did was we've, we've been um, known for our, our information out there. We've been putting it out. And this gentleman, he said he thoroughly vetted us. He came to us and he said, we thoroughly vetted you. We were absolutely astonished with the amount of information you had on the theft of the election. And I had information I had not shared with the public. I knew that there was a go order. I had the cell phone number from uh, General Graziano over to the U.S. Embassy where the go order was given. This man suddenly arrives in my uh, world and nations in action and says, uh, I know exactly when the go order date was. It was in June. And he tells me the exact date. And I'm like, well, I knew it was June, but I never let the date out. And then he also knew why the theft of the election took place. And it related to Donald Trump's statement in December of 2018 saying he would pull back the troops in Syria. That is the day Leonardo engaged. And when he gave me that information, that was new information. I was like, wow, it makes sense. Because the whole shadow government is all about wars, the military industrial complex, people can Wikipedia. It is astonishing when you understand the people who are involved and the money that is involved. It's a trillion dollar industry. And now they needed a new trillion dollar industry as Donald Trump was pulling military engagement back. So what did they do? They invented this vaccine hoax. So now everyone needs vaccines and boosters and, oh, we got to be well. Vaccines, vaccines, trillion dollar industry automatically with the COVID attack. So it is an attack. It's an attack with China. You asked about China. Ignacio Mancato, one of the leaders of the subsidiary at Leonardo Fatah SPA, was the liaison to Italy, to China, Italy to Qatar, and Italy to Iran. When Mike Lindell's team was saying that the pings were happening in Iran and Italy and, and or Iran and, and China. They, they weren't wrong. There were pings all over the place. But we know it all resonated from Leonardo. Leonardo recently got hacked, by the way, and Interpol and our agencies all ran over to Rome. The Italians who worked at Leonardo were evacuated out of the room. 
and only Americans came in, 40 to 60 Americans, to work on their computers. I suspect they're doing some cleanup of the footprint that the satellite um, had. So we know there's they feel totally comfortable going in because of the shadow government now taking control of America completely. Prior to the election, they were at 60% of the U.S. government actions and budget were all controlled by shadow. Now that we fell completely, it has skyrocketed. People tell me it's 80 to 90%. Divisions within CIA are falling as we speak. Citizens who work in these departments who are good, faithful Americans that would never commit treason are leaving because they don't want to be anywhere near it and they know how dangerous it is. This man who owns the data banks, as of September 1st, the world shook, or should I say, the underworld shook, because he actually bought them, he owned one, bought three, and now owns all four that were used by the bad guys and leverage. They have the goods on everyone in the shadow government, and they are giving them choices. You can either join us to fix the mess you've created, you can go back into your cave, or you don't play ball and we take care of you. So you will be outed, you will go to prison. So the choice is yours. He has given them this choice. He wants to work with Donald Trump to to bring back America and to bring back the world. He knows that there should be truth and transparency. He wants a legacy. His father was the youngest lieutenant, uh, first lieutenant under Charles de Gaulle. His grandfather saved Jewish people from the concentration camps and the gas chambers. This is a man who has a legacy that he not only honors, he wants to also give his legacy to the world for humanity, to save humanity. He witnessed what took place, and now in retrospect, he sees where, where they were headed with COVID. He can't stop it. He was building this mechanism for the past eight years, a year prior to um, COVID, he, the COVID plan starting, he was seeing the most grotesque experimentation on, on Africans. And he was working with these presidents and working with others saying, how can we stop this madness? And so to take down these billionaires who are very powerful, and he's, he's a billionaire, but when you're taking on Soros, Gates, all of them combined, that is a Hail Mary that only God can, can, can take care of. And so we have ended up working together and strategizing day and night for the past three, three and a half months. We will not stop until it's over. And I can tell you that the movement is already starting. He is going to be coming out publicly very soon. The world will know his name and you will uh, have a front row seat because you're one of the first that knows Michelle and you are alerting your audience and Dr. Key's audience. So you are actually creating history that the world is hearing what is taking place today and we are coming for them. Welcome into a special edition of the Stu Peter Show. My name is Stu Peters. The Stu Peter Show was contacted by Maria Zach. She's the founder of Nations in Action, who we've talked to before regarding Italy's alleged involvement in the outcome of the 2020 presidential election here in the United States. Zach is here today because she wants to introduce Philippe Argillier. Philippe Argillier says that he was in the room when COVID-19 was planned many years ago. Zach says that Argillier has purchased certain data banks that implicate a small group of powerful people 
that control what we refer to as a shadow government. That shadow government, Zach says, controls once free citizens, depopulates the globe, manipulates big tech, and enriches their cause through the military-industrial complex via war. Maria Zach joins us now. In the simplest terms, you've said that you're bringing the man that can end all of the tyranny that we're seeing today and expose these individuals that are behind this shadow government. Stu, I am so pleased to be with you to help awaken not just America, but everyone around the world, that they can now know how government truly functions. The opportunity to have this occur on your show is so significant because you do not censor, you allow freedom of speech. Across Europe, that has not been the case. And, of course, as we know, our United States media has been co-opted, hijacked by this very element called the shadow government. This man has the goods. They've tried to stop him from speaking. And today you are allowing him to have the opportunity to speak out, people to vet what he is saying, to learn about this shadow government, and most importantly, the strength of the data banks and how this purchase in September 1st changed everything in the world of what the shadow government used to leverage these corporations, the banking industry, the Vatican, the everything from human trafficking. It is the head of the snake. And I am so excited because he has witnessed this at the top level, being a, a very well-trained government affairs uh, global leader. He has actually worked for 20 years with these global leaders. He has extensive backgrounds in the contracts, and these contracts are what started building the data banks. These intelligence guys around the world started seeing all their governments fall from corruption. They started building data banks. Many of the intel in, in governments, some of the private industry actually has intelligence banks that equals or is better than our own NSA and CIA. Those data banks are so valuable that we were offered bribes this past weekend. I was offered 5 million euros in a tax-free account abroad to shut down my investigation. The answer, of course, was no how, no way, and we will never betray God, our country, or the world. And this now is a global issue because, as you said, Philippe Argelier is the man, our source, that is coming out today on your show to tell the world he was in the room when he was actually asked after retiring from doing the government contracts and trying to build a global movement throughout Europe for unity and, and human rights and to end the shadow government. He was called back in for a meeting in 2015. That significant date is seven years prior to the start of COVID. And the deal was actually to build a COVID release and a vaccine all by Bill Gates and some of these in the shadow government. There are 38 members, he'll go into that. And the power of the data banks today, there was a meeting uh, just two days ago, a few days ago in Cap Die, the south of France with the shadow leader consultants to inform them that there was no how, no way that I was budging. And he was not accepting their offer for 20 billion euros to purchase those data banks. We are at war with the shadow government and we are going to end it. So I am very, very grateful for you having Philippe on your show. And I love that you are an investigative reporter. You're willing to dig in, find the truth 
figure out his pathway forward for what he can share for taking them down. And most importantly, Stu, that evidence, the proof. He has shown us contracts. Uh, I hope he will share with you and the world. And I know he has personally invited you and others to come to the south of France to witness and see these documents held within the databanks. This is a peek beneath the surface, and I want to invite everybody to please check out our website at apeekbeneaththesurface.com. It also acts as a social media platform, so while you can view it by just logging in, I want to encourage everybody to create a profile, connect with your friends, invite your friends. You can connect with me there. Feel free to post, create a group. We've got lots of great information on there. I want this to be a resource for everybody as well. And we welcome your feedback. So check it out at a peek beneath the surface.com. All right, and we're back. Hey, uh, when when you hear the, I did take parts of uh, the interviews out. So I mean, those obviously weren't the entire interview, but uh, the information that she gave out about Italy Gate is basically the information we've all heard uh, for the last year. So I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not that I like hand picked or hen pecked or what do they call that? Cherry picked. I didn't cherry pick uh, things to play on here. I just wanted it to cover the new thing. This is basically why she's coming out. The interviewers just said, hey, why don't you set up how you're here, how you got here, you know, whatever. And then this was part of uh, what's new. And what's new really isn't Italy Gate, per se. Right. Yeah. So she's got this uh, Philippe Argelier who claims to have these databases with um, outing the shadow government with 38 key players. And I guess only 35 are active. But the thing is, is that the names that he shares publicly are all names we've all heard before it's all names that have been connected to it it seems to be like nothing we don't already know yet he claims to have these databases that he began back in november of 2001 right or was that when he signed a contract yeah but you're on to the Stu peters interview (laughs) no that's okay I mean, because that's where we're going next. Right. I'm trying to, yeah. But, get there. but her, she might have actually brought it up. But if you notice, when when you listen to her interview, she doesn't talk about uh, Philippe being the president of a parallel government. Now, 
Maria's smart enough. She she's done these podcast circles for a year now. She she can't get on Fox and stuff like that anymore because why? Because she keeps talking about all this evidence that she has, but she doesn't ever show anybody anything. Right. So so I want you to keep that in mind. This is why Maria Zach is on you know all these podcasts is because the mainstream won't pick her up because she won't provide anything to back up her her claim. I I don't know whether she's telling the truth or not. I I assume she is. I mean, she seems like a good Christian woman. So I mean, I I don't have anything against Maria Zach. I'm just saying, you know, there comes a point where you know the uh we keep being told that you know this is going to happen these people are going to be arrested you know clinton's finally going to get hers and we keep being told all this stuff and people have finally just had it they they don't want to hear about what you got they want to see what you got right and we didn't really see that in 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 the uh interviews that we found on on right i mean i do believe that her agency is doing good work i think that she's doing good work and um it's not that i i don't believe her i do um i just you know your mainstream media in my opinion is all part of the swamp to begin with so they're not going to air anybody that's contrary to them but at the same time, you're right. I mean, we want to see the actual evidence. Well, we want to see something done about the evidence. It's not. <laughs> there's tons of evidence out there. We see it every day in the the circles that we're on and conservative, you know, on Gab and Telegram and um, the people that we follow. We see evidence coming out all the time. We just don't see anything being done with it. Hopefully the Durham report. That's what we should do our next See, podcast. Here, we, here on. we are again. Here we are again. But, it was Doug Billings who said, uh, "But I don't know if this is a common thing or not." It's the first time I ever heard it. Was listening to Doug Billings, and uh, he called it hopium. You know, all these people are, make the tours on on these podcasts, and they give you hopium. Uh, you know, hope that you that know what they're saying is true. Happen. Right. Well, I mean, how many times do you have to get screwed over with with hopium before you, you know, check into rehab? Right. That that's I think that's the point. Uh, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to play this audio, and then uh, it's uh, Stu Peters interviewing. Uh, it's it's a segment of it, so uh, I didn't get the whole thing. But this is the part where he kind of explains the. Uh, parallel government and uh, yeah some of these videos these clips have come from are over an hour long so uh, right and they're in the show notes uh, so I've got them on the show notes and you can watch them uh, if you want but uh, the whole thing the whole segment I would encourage you to do it actually because I mean it's it's a great topic and I mean again with you know taking my hopium I hope every bit of it is true, but, but you know, who knows, because nobody's ever coughed up any evidence. Uh, now, you'll hear in this, uh, no, I don't know if you hear it in here, but in that interview with uh, Stu Peters, uh, uh, Philippe Argelier. Argelier, he actually 
does say that the Pandora Papers came from his database. So he didn't release it, but somebody searched his database, with obviously with his permission, and they released the, the Pandora Papers. So if you're not familiar with that, then just search Pandora Papers. You'll find all kinds of articles on the Pandora Papers. So uh, anyway, here's this audio. And uh, when we come back, uh, I've got one more audio clip that I want you to hear. And uh, uh, it's kind of, um, it's interesting, to say the least. I'm going to talk about a lot of content. Um, You know, the, the declaration of war September 11th is obviously an extremely sensitive day here in the United States. We're starting to get into some content. But I guess when I asked, who are you, what do you have, and why are you coming forward, the who are you part, other than Philippe Argelier, that I want to establish here for the listening audience is, what credibility do you have? Why should everybody believe all of the things that I'm going to ask you about? Why should they believe your answers here today? Well, it's very, you know, still it would be up to your audience to believe me or not to believe me. No matter what, we will bring proof along the way. And you did actually uh, follow our, um, you know, since 2015 um, up to um, October 3rd, 2021, you heard about the great work of the Databanks. And uh, so who am I? I have been uh, for the past 20 years a consultant. Um, for governments. For one specific country, I've been a partner, financial partner for one very specific country. And uh, today I uh, decided to bring transparency to what I would refer as to a shadow government that I've been very familiar with for the past 15 years. And if you want, I can explain to you what is a shadow government and what has, what it has anything to do or everything to do with the official government that you elect every four years in your country. Prior to you coming on, we spoke with Maria Zak, and I said to her, this sounds like a movie. This sounds fictional when we start throwing around words like shadow government. So yes, what is the shadow government and who's a part of it? Well, first, first it does sound, and I absolutely relate to the people thinking that this could be basically a bad movie. But the truth is that this is real. This is real. The Shah government uh, is, uh, has been conducting your daily lives, and, and not only you, for close to 8 billion people on Earth. Shah government is simply a group of some people behind the scenes that have worked very closely with official government to put geopolitical agreements directly affiliated to military interventions in the world, uh, only focused for a a platform they they only relate to. Um, What we have to understand, and for the people to understand on your show, a shadow government is extremely powerful, much more powerful than any elected government. The shadow government is actually the one who put together the agenda of each new government. And you do have very powerful billionaires behind it, uh, some of them are American, very well known uh, to, um, uh, to all of the American people and all over the world. And they are being part of an agenda that is directly put together with them, for them, and not directly 
for the people of the world. And that's why I'm here for you. Asking me why am I here for? This is very personal. This is uh, something that I do for myself, for my family, and it's the work of God. I uh, and I really honestly too, if after our interview people say this is a bunch of whatever and we're not going to believe to partially, it's fine. I don't really care. I know what I had to do and do, and my work is to give full transparency of what happens behind the scene. So, in a nutshell, what is the shadow government? Is the shadow government is a group of very rich, influential people around the world, some of which that are here in the United States, who control and manipulate the policies of world governments. That is what the shadow government is, in a nutshell. Yeah, I confirm this. 100%. I do okay. confirm this. And so, yes. does the shadow government control the government of the United States, the executive branch, Congress, the Senate, the Supreme Court? Yes, it does. 100%. I do confirm this. And do the people in our government here in the United States know the shadow government to exist, all of them? Some of them do, some of them don't. The president? Does, does the president, is the president aware of the shadow government? Well, I believe uh, the President Biden has been a politician for the past 50 years. I'm sure that he must be quite familiar with the shadow government. On the other hand, President Trump was not. And that's one of the reasons, if not the reason, we are making an, an opportunity for President Trump to join us with a parallel government to give full transparency and full disclosure of what goes behind the scenes. Okay, that, that's, that is extremely, what, what you just said, it shook me. You said that you are trying to implore President Donald Trump to join you in a parallel government. What, what do yes. you mean by that? What, do you, what kind of a parallel government? And, and yes, just what do you mean by that? Well, to, to begin with, uh, implore President Trump. Uh, is is one way to say that we are making an opening for uh, Donald Trump to join the parallel government. What is the parallel government? Parallel government basically is a government in itself. I am the president of the parallel government. They own the four data banks in the world. Actually, I did purchase the last three data banks on September 1st, 2021. So let me explain what it, what a data bank is, if I may. Yeah, um, because people are not familiar. With this. There, so I want to try to stay. I, I really want to try to stay focused here because there's going to be a lot of information, and I don't mind talking to you for multiple segments. But I'd like to stay as focused as possible because there's there's appears to be a lot to digest here. So first, let's talk about and define the parallel government that you are the president of. What is it that you are asking President Donald Trump to join specifically? Well, the, as I said, the parallel government owns the four data banks. Okay. So we own the truth. And on these data banks, you say, is all of the truth behind things like, for example, COVID-19 uh, and, and all sorts of other things that are very important to people's daily lives. Is that correct? It is correct. I just want to add something about COVID-19. Yes, we do have gathered all of the most sensitive information starting November 8, 2001, up to date. COVID-19, I want to make this very clear. In 2014, few months, 
prior to the ending of all my all of my governmental contracts, I was asked by a president of a country if I wanted to be part of a strategy directly related to the work of the Gates Foundation in Africa. And I, I at the time, uh, I, I immediately replied by saying, you know very well that a few months from now, I will no longer be part of any contracts with you. So no, I, I don't want to be part of any agenda past the 31st of December um, 2014. Okay, just to be clear, yes. I, I want everybody to understand what you just said. Yeah. The sitting president of a country asked you if you wanted to be involved with the works of the Gates Foundation in Africa. Yeah. And well, is that... Before, not, no, no, not, not with the work of the Gates Foundation, with an event that will take place in 2020 related to the work of the Gates Foundation. It's a big difference. I would not be part of any work with the Gates Foundation. I is that is that Excuse twenty me? is that twenty twenty event that you're referring to? What we now know as COVID nineteen. Well, apparently in twenty twenty you have an agenda called COVID nineteen. So uh, I think you can link the two. But I'm saying that this what what happened and what I was asked at the time. So I'm very careful with the words that I'm using. Now I can tell you also when I left in twenty fifteen, I, uh, I I was in a meeting. With um, and I can name this place because I think with the people of the Shara government, they, they need to understand today that we are on our way, not to create conflict with them, but to bring them back to values of humanity. So I will state this location in Cap Dai, very well known. It's owned by a president of Africa. It's a beautiful estate. And I was there a few days ago, and I was there in 2015 when I was being asked again if I wanted to be part of this new agenda for 2020. And I replied again that I had no business to do with it. So now if you want to link both this meeting with COVID-19, you're welcome to do so, Stu. Well, it doesn't seem like a coincidence, and I'm not much of a believer in coincidence. I might share the same opinion than you, with you. So, who's in this shadow government? 38 people, you said. Who are they? Well, there are some people um, um, that are very well known in, in, uh, in America. I would... Uh, do you, you, know, want, do you want to name them? Few, few of them, yes, but not all of them, because I'm not here to create a conflict. No matter what, we all know that Bill Gates has been very much part of uh, behind the scene, his finance, his OMS. His, you know, actually, Mr. Gates, and I'm pleased to, uh, I, I want to take uh, this moment to address a personal message to Bill Gates. Well, and hopefully you'll hear me. Uh, Mr. Gates, you know very well that we've known very well the work that you've done for the past 50 years. And I have a problem with you and Mr. Warren Buffett also. Apparently, you've been financing billions of euros all over the continent of Africa, and I've been there, and I know very well some of the countries, and so far, I haven't seen really the great work that you've said you've done. So, the same way as I'm going to be doing for the American people and for the rest of the world, that I will show you, that I will show proof of what I say, all the allegations that I make, I'd like to ask you for an audit, Mr. Gates, including Mr. Buffett. 
you know, this is not just anything when you say you want to help the world and you want to save humanity and you pay billions and billions of euros. And it doesn't seem that he has worked too well on the continent of Africa. And if I may, yeah, you know, Mr. Gates also, I could invite Stu for a three-month trip in Africa. I can gather a billion euros in cash, no problem. I can have, I have access to this. And what we will do, we will take the billion euros inside a suitcase. I'll make sure that there will be no one during our journey that will stop us from trying to rob us. And we'll do the whole tour of Africa. And we will try just to feed all the children of Africa. And I can sign at this moment, on this interview, that we will have at least a quarter of a billion left in the suitcase. And at the same time, we would have fed all of the children in Africa. So there is something that doesn't make any sense when you replace billions and billions. And where are they going? Are they going to some work that you do on the side? Dealing with vaccination or injection, should I say? This is a big thing, Mr. Gates. You know what? I, it's, I'm not here to create, as I said, any conflict. I just want full transparency. But when someone like you, who has a very predominant position, and make statements like you do, like me, you have to prove them. So, we are, you know, uh, well, I'll be, you know, we have a very good offices even here. I am the head of a government. We could study all the audit you will be sending. Please feel free to go through the intermediaries too. And I will divulge this over the world if indeed you have, uh, you have showing me proof of the good work that you do, including Mr. Buffett. That's, that's basically the personal message I wanted to address to Mr. Gates. So yes, he's part of the 38, among few others. But again, Stu, uh, this is not, um, um, what I want to make sure, and I made this very clear from the shadow government on October 3rd, uh, 20, um, 2021, two days ago. Yeah, no, I said that to was them just a, that we was just a few days ago. Excuse me? Yes, that was just a, a week ago. Yeah, a few days ago. I was in Kabdai with, with the, the representative of the shadow government. And they asked me very simply, because I want to be fully transparent in your program, what is your agenda, Mr. Argelia? I said, wait a minute, you're asking me to give me to give you my agenda? Well, I think you've done me better than this. What I can tell you, on the other hand, my agenda is not to create any conflict. So you have two options. To follow us, to follow the great work of the parallel government that I own, that I'm president of, that is here to bring back humanity to the world, and at the same time, you have option one to join us, option two to get out of the way. No option three, do not interfere. I repeat, do not interfere. And I also take advantage of this interview right now to send a very straightforward message to the Shadow government that is listening to me. Do not interfere. This is not a threat, it is an advice from the consultant that you've known for many years. Go ahead, Steve. So, the shadow government, Bill Gates being one of these people that you have now named, are they aware of the information that you allege to be in possession of on these data banks? Or do they know what's Obviously. on them? Obviously not. That's the power of our intelligence. What you have to keep in mind, what makes the difference of data banks from the parallel government versus data banks intelligence from the official government. FBI, CIA, Homeland Securities, they do have their own data banks on you. 
you know, all the people of the world, except they keep this information for themselves. Our Deobank, our intelligence, is here to provide the information. We did not divulge the information. We made the information available. Then comes whistleblowers. But again, we're not whistleblowers. We own Deobank, except that we feel responsible because we have a moral consciousness, a moral obligation to state the truth and to give transparency to all of the people of the world. So what we do is like you have something great and you make it available. Then things happen with it. And I could actually, uh, I have a few notes. Uh, you've, 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 uh, I'm sure you have known at the time, um, um, you've heard about the Panama Papers, you've heard about the Paradise Paper, you've heard about the Pandora Papers, including two states of the United States that act as most incredible offshore companies. So I believe also the United States of America needs to remain more humble because it is a land of opportunity, but at the same time, uh, the government of the United States of America is not that transparent. And uh, so um, this is also something that, that has been triggered uh, our decision to bring Donald President Trump with us, uh, likely in 2024. I believe that to me, anyway, uh, uh, he is the President of the United States of America. Uh, I know you had a few conversations with Maria Zak regarding uh, uh, the, the file of Leonardo. I can tell you for a fact, one thing, um, I'm giving you the exact date from December 18, 2018, Donald Trump from the White House announced the withdrawing of the U.S. troops from Syria that was in this presidency. The very next day, we were informed of this. On December 19, 2018, I was the first one to be informed that Donald Trump will no longer be president of the United States of America, starting with 2020. We knew that very, very well. Why? Because by doing it so, it was touching the core, the essence of the funding of the Shadow government, which is military intervention, and by withdrawing the troops, that will go against, obviously, those funding. So military interventions fund the shadow government? I couldn't hear that, Stu. I'm sorry. Military interventions fund the, federal go or the shadow government? Indirectly, yes. Yes. You know... 20 years in Afghanistan, one country, 1.7 trillion American dollars. You know what you can do with this money in your country? Huh. And times, so, and also, what are we doing? It's the same thing with my country, France. What are we doing when we're sending troops to some countries that never declared any war in return? Okay, so there you heard of Philippe. Argelia. <laughs> I, I always look at her to, to, you know, get the names that I don't have. I already had it, but I just wanted her to do it. Put me to the test. Right. Wanted to hear if she remembered his name. Yeah, but, so we'd be interested to hear what you guys think, you know? what What's your opinion? Yeah, because that was kind of odd. Right. I mean... Like I was saying before the, the clip, how does somebody, just because he has databases, um, I understand that he believes that his information will bring down, as you heard, he, he believes he believes that he, countries will fall. Three countries will 
fall because of the information that are on, that are on his databanks, as they call them. Right. And my thought on that is, why not just let him fall? Let's come out with the information. I mean, he seems to like want to make friends with the shadow government, and like, well, I don't want to be their adversaries. Well, I don't want to come. At, I don't want to create. What he wants them trouble. to do is to stop. Right. Be good boys. But see, that sounds like such an Obama thing to say. You know, like, well, there was something with Rush, and he's like, well, I just told him he needed to cut it out. <laughs> and it's like, like, why would they even listen? Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> just know, stop doing that now. You know Obama was married to a trainee, right? We know that, yes. <laughs> I mean, Michael is a guy. He has like hanging down things. Didn't you see him on <laughs> I've Ellen? I've seen all. Have of you that. seen the yes, video I've from seen Ellen? It all, yes. <laughs> where Michael's uh, schlong was yep. bouncing around. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, what about coming out of their townhouse? Did you right, see that yep, down the steps? Come on, yes, man! I've You're just looking too. for his. <laughs> You're just looking for his schlong now, aren't you? All right. No, but. But that's the point, is that you think that you can get the 38 baddest people, on the worst planet. people on the plane. You do understand that planet okay. is plane with Whatever. a T. Okay, yes, I do. I mean, they're not even, like, hiding it that you're on a plane. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> my, my point is, is that you, you think that you're going to get these 38 uh, of the worst people on earth. Probably Satanists, maybe just technocrats or whatever you want to call it, communists. I don't even think they, they probably don't even belong to an actual uh, party of, right. you they're know. They're just evil. They're just, yeah, it's just pure evil. Um and, and pure profit. It's just that it's like thirty-eight guys who are, uh, I don't know, like playing foosball. You know, just who's gonna win? Who's gonna be the top evil guy? It kind of like reminds me of uh, what's that movie with the minions? Right, uh, I, the, the bad guy in there. I right. mean, it's just it. It literally, I can see these morons literally doing stuff to each other you know just poking the bear but according to according to uh philippe is that you know these guys are i mean they're they're very well they're they're working together right and uh but they do have their own minions yeah, plenty of them, too, that's what, all over the globe. Yeah, but that's what uh, Philippe says, is that he met with their their minions, basically. Right. Uh, what was the name of that movie? I don't know, because I never saw it. <sighs> Despicable Me. Me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I never saw it. And <laughs> I then didn't, it comes just from right. seeing the memes. And, and I've stuff. seen it several times, all of them, and, uh, because I have kids. I have kids, well, Actually, too. they're all, in their, all but one are in their 30s. <laughs> You're old. Wow. Oh, grandkids. Sorry, grandkids. But uh but yeah, I mean uh how do you as a I mean this guy's not dumb. He's a he's a billionaire. Right. 
and I mean he's he got he got connected well enough that the bad guys he says tried to recruit him so I mean how how do you honestly think how how is that an option I don't know I don't know how you actually believe that these guys are gonna just stop turn it all because around. you tell them to stop, right? Or <laughs> I've got data or banks to get out of the way, and right? Your evil needs to turn to good. It's not right, gonna right. happen. It's not gonna happen like that. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. They they march to a different drummer. They 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 worship a different god. Whatever it is, they they don't care what you think, right? Now, I'm not saying that they would all be like that because obviously some of these minions have stuff to lose. They they're not billionaires like the billionaires who they work for. So, I mean, they have things to lose. But a billionaire, what has he got to lose? I mean, he could just billions? take his he could take his billions and dig a hole somewhere and live with it. I mean, he he he's not affected by before I say anything. I'm going to play this last clip. The movement we're in and, and the, the ability for us to partner with others and yet disagree on some, on some level. I was uh, with Scott McKay a few weeks ago. We did a tour. He was here locally. I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to stop by. And I did. Had a great time with him and his, and his team. Very professional group. And you all know that I don't agree with everything that Scott says, and he doesn't agree with everything that I say. The funny thing is that we as patriots and men of God, we we can shake hands and still get along and, and proceed with this patriotic movement. And the same is true for other folks uh, out there. Ann Vandersteel, good friend of mine, colleague I view her as a colleague, not a competitor. Uh, Stu Peters, friend of mine, I view him as a colleague, not as a competitor. Um, guests that come on the show sometimes have great articulations about what they're working on, uh, what they think is the case, their opinions and so forth. And this show has always been a platform for people to come on and give opinion and share what they, what they know, what they, what they think they know. And I never edit them. I never censor them. God knows I've had enough of that in just the short 19 months since I've been doing this. There's been a few guests that come on that aren't invited back. You know, when, when someone sits here and, and, and tells me the real Joe Biden was executed three years ago for war crimes against humanity, uh, no, that's that's nonsense. Not going to not going to I don't have time for that. I mean, whether or not, you know, you want to waste time and try to prove that fine. No, not who we see on TV. That's Joe Biden. Oh, no, but his earlobes. Didn't you notice that his earlobes are different, Doug? Come on, guys. Come on. Not going to waste time on that. Um, you know, people who, you know, John Gruden's in the news today, you know, for a story and for emails that he wrote several years ago. And now he's forced into, you know, to resign the woke movement. Right. The woke movement, by the way, that's a minority, a vast minority of our population. The media makes it seem like everybody's woke. Like, yeah, if you're not woke, you're on the outside. You're the minority. Well, that's simply not true. You know, the people that that caused him to go in, you know, to, to resign are bullies, thugs, and terrorists, really. And we, we've got to be able to differentiate, you know, just someone coming on, sharing from their heart what they think is a fact and opinion, 
or just their opinion in general, not censoring them. But when someone comes on and says, um, well, you know, I, here's what I think and here's what I know. And I go, okay, great. Great. You can come on and let's talk about it. In fact, you can come on several times and let's try to disseminate all of this information together, which I've done with several guests. One in particular that's in the news this week, um, there's no reason for us to get into um, a discrediting war about this. I'm not out to discredit anybody. In fact, if this one guest talking about the Frenchman and all of that, and you all know who I'm talking about, those of you who pay attention know what I'm talking about. If they were to you know, offer proof and evidence, I would be astoundingly happy for the guest and for the Frenchman and for everybody involved. If all of this was true, if, if there was just a shred of proof and evidence, I've asked for nine months, just give me some proof. Give me a spreadsheet. Give me a document. Give me a recording. Give me some video. Give me anything that proves any of this. I mean, because the articulation is phenomenal. You're very articulate. But I've not been given any. And she, you know, she has been on the show many many times and I still consider her a friend but until there's proof I can't waste your time ladies and gentlemen I can't do it can't do it from a moral perspective and I can't do it from a time perspective I just I've got too many other people who will bring proof and who will share factual evidence about what they think you know it's that that furthers our cause so I hope there's proof Gosh, I hope there's proof. And I hope that if, if she brings it and she puts it on Stu Peter's show, I, I hope that she does. Stu and I aren't in any kind of competition, at least not as far as I'm concerned. And I would wager to say he would say the same thing. Look, I was on the phone with him yesterday after the story came out, wished him well, asked him if he got the proof. He didn't. He didn't get any proof. He pressed a little bit on the, on the, during the interview. But there was still no proof given. So I, again, I hope there is proof. I hope the proof comes forward. I hope that it's not a waste of time. If there is proof, and they do end up proving all of this, then it would be an incredibly huge story that we'll all be able to follow. It doesn't matter who breaks it open. It doesn't matter who's first, who's second, who's third. It all matters that we're on the same team and we break it open and we talk about it. And we will. Look, I, I could have had the Frenchman on. Could have had him on. Met with him for 90 minutes on a Zoom call. Okay, good. He exists. He's real. Great. But I wasn't given any proof. And so when I was offered the chance to, to do the interview that you saw on Stu Peters, I just passed on the idea. No harm, no foul, no bad intent, no bad feelings, nothing personal. Just that couldn't couldn't do it from a personal, moral, ethical perspective. So I hope that that helps explain my point of view on it. I understand that some of you out there just won't agree with me and, you know, whatever. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's absolutely okay. I know that the majority of you understand this. And I wish everyone in this scenario well. I hope that, um, and I'll just say her name because she's a dear friend. And I don't have any intention of losing that friendship. And I think that she might, and I hope that she does have proof. Maria, 
I, I, God love you. God bless you in all of, all of your endeavors. I hope that what you do bears fruit. I hope that you're able to show documented evidence, video documents, whatever it may, what, you know, we all know what evidence proof is, is, and there's usually lots of different avenues where proof and evidence can come from. Um, and I just hope that it all bears fruit. I hope that it all pans out the way you want it to. Um, but until I see proof, uh, I, I have a hard time taking the American people down this path. We've, we've been filled with so much opium over these past 19 months. Look, I, I started this show in February of 2020, right at the beginning of all of this nonsense. Um, and as I said at the beginning of the segment, I've had some people on the program who have said some far out things who I have not had back on the show. I just need to be a straight shooter with the American people. And I'm not going to, you know, put something on because I think, well, that'll get a million clicks or that's going to get a million views or that will expose me to a bigger audience. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and so that's where I landed. Once there's proof, um, you're always welcome back as far as I'm concerned. And, and I hope that you and, 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 and all of your team will have every platform available to you that you want. I, I, I wish you no ill will. But I, I just need to see evidence. And, and that's, that's where I stand. All right. So as you heard, Doug Billings, uh, like I say, this, that was the first podcast I'd ever heard from Doug Billings. And I got to be honest with you, I kind of like the guy. But he, he says it exactly the way it is. I mean, uh, unfortunately, he got there a lot sooner than a lot of other people will. But I was thinking that, but I never said anything. Well, he says the the part that people, a lot of people are thinking right now. And apparently, Stu Peters was kind of the same way. So, I mean, if you listen to Stu Peters, he, I mean, he will give, you know, some people hell trying to get information out of them. And for some reason, it just didn't happen in that in the interview with uh, Philippe. Uh, and I, I have to, I mean, he did say something down the lines of what Doug Billings was saying was that, you know, how, what, right? Are you, you going to show? Right, right? Are you going to show me any of this right. evidence? Are you going to produce any of the evidence? Right. And, and he did say that. I mean, you have to understand that people are going to be like. Why should I follow this guy? He's not, you know. So, yeah, well, and, you know, to what you said before about the Hopi, I'm like, we all want something like this to be true. But then when I say that, it's like, what something like what to be true? Because what he has produced isn't anything that we don't already know. <laughs> I mean, we well, kind of know say, that all the bad guys yeah. get together and I know, but when you want to take you down can, the world, you can bring you down know? three countries with what's on there. Well, I mean, that seems like it's pretty right pretty interesting he says that there are documents in there that have to do with i think he was talking about 9-11 and stuff like that so i i don't know i'm just, no one knows because they're not we well if the pandora papers did come from uh the maybe uh, it's all being strategically database. leaked well, he says he's not going to leak them. So if people want to get access, they have to go to France and look at the database. 
And yeah, so it's they, all kind of crazy. Did invite, he did invite Stu to come and search the database if right. Stu wanted to. Yeah. So I, I would be interested to know if Stu's going to take him up on it. I mean, that would be that would be interesting, right? Because I got to be honest with you, I don't think I don't think Maria Zach's given out anything. She hasn't from day one, and I, and like I say, I don't have anything against Maria Zach. Right. Well, she seems to be keeping whatever. If she really does have stuff, she seems to be keeping it. Um, you know, being very careful about tight. what she says and right, how she says the, it. So what do they call not, it? Tight to the bosom. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Tight to the bosom. Yeah, I kind of like that saying. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that, my I guess what I'm saying is what Doug Billings is doing. I think is very honorable. I mean, I don't think that I could interview Maria Zach, knowing what I know, and he's interviewed her many times, so he knows what I know uh, from her. And, and he considers her more. a friend. And still right. considers her a friend. I Like I say, I don't have anything against Mary Zach. But she really hasn't offered any evidence. I mean, I guess you could say the, uh, the, the, the lawyer reading the affidavit is, it back, kind of backs up her story, but that's not really evidence. Well, I mean, there is an affidavit, apparently. Um, again, we, what, uh, how would we be able to verify that it's so? Why that doesn't she go out, not? go ex- the extra mile to verify it for us? Right. So I, maybe she has, and we haven't seen it yet, or it's missed possible. it somewhere. It's possible. But I think she believes that just by posting the affidavit and having the video of the attorney reading it. Um, that you know, maybe that was enough. Um, there, like, like you had brought up, maybe there's a, you know, there's a reason why. Uh, you know, maybe she's been asked not to, you know, share things that she shared with the president. May, perhaps I don't know. She actually, in that interview, the first uh, discussion, she actually talks about trusting Ray. Right. From the FBI. Right, right. Are you kidding me? That guy is a joke. Yeah, she seems to think that he's up to something, that he's... Uh, he's a political hack. And playing he, a role. Playing a role. Yeah, I got a role <laughs> he can play. Anyway, we need to wrap this up. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, so... If, Please leave your comments. You know, let us know what you got. What what's your take after hearing these video clips? You know, what what's your opinion of what's going on? Yeah, yeah. You can leave that at the bottom of the show. Notes and if and... you know something or have something or run across something, um, we'd like to see it. Sure, you can hit the contact uh, uh, link at the top of the website, and uh, you can just type it right in there and. Uh, we will cover it on our next podcast. Uh, again, if you want to hit the, if you want to leave a voice uh, comment, you can do that. It's on the right side of the website. It says uh, "Talk with us." I think there's a link at the top of the website too, so you can click that and it'll open right up, and you can just record away. Yeah. And we'll share anything we get. We'll share on the podcast. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So. So yeah, let us know. So how know do you your know it'll be awesome? 
I don't. It, just the fact that somebody would actually I'm just do asking, it I mean, because nobody's done it so far. Yeah, but I mean, if they do, maybe Right, yeah, because you're not allowed to make me cry. That's the ma- one rule. Oh, yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> so don't make a Pete cry. But how do you know that they don't just call up and, like, give you a, a great brownie recipe? What I if it's a great brownie recipe? Well, then I'll, we'll have great brownies at I, the I know, next I got one, it. <laughs> I got it. But, I mean, will we share that on the podcast? We could. I don't know. I mean, we could. Why not? How can we create a conspiracy out of <laughs> out of double fudge brownie? Next week. So send us your brownie recipes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna wrap it up again. Thanks everybody for listening to the podcast. We love uh, we love doing them, and uh, we're glad that uh, you guys are enjoying them. And uh, feel free to contact us and leave comments and, uh, and all that stuff. And we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye.